Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm your host, DM Neil, aka Joke Maniac, and for this one, we're gonna get super meta, super fast. We got a awesome shout out on Geek and Sundry in an article entitled max your int stat with these five expert level rpg podcasts i want to give a special thanks and shout out to jim moreno who wrote that and gave us a shout out at the dungeon masters block and dmnastics and he chose the critical episode as one where morgan jenkins and i go crazy about different covers and things like that dmnastics number 25 cover it all so i thought in special Thanks back to Jim for that shout out. I would share with everyone a Patreon episode that Morgan and I put up, plus some amazing and never before heard content at the very end of the episode. And I will actually let the intro we had explain the rest right now. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm DM Neil, aka Joe Maniac. And I am DM Morgan, aka DM Morgan. Yes. And so what we have here for you today is a special DMnastics that is more or less turns into DM Spastics. Um <laughs> So, is DM trapped in a labyrinth? Yes. So the last time Morgan and I recorded, we ended up with an hour and a half worth of content because we weren't paying any attention to the fact that we were still recording. And uh, we wanted to give you, the patrons, the awesome patron dragons, a chance to hear that recording. And it's it's a fantastic recording because it kind because it basically kicks off when we start talking to each other so it's us finding the episode and just having a chat about podcasting about the act and the art of what we do and how we put stuff together and you get to really peek behind the curtain and notice how completely ridiculous we are and then there'll be some familiar sections in the middle where we cover what was covered in the actual DMnastics episodes themselves but if you remember if you've listened to those non-special podcasts that, you know, those ordinary plebeians have heard, you'll remember that uh, we got slightly distracted by probably the greatest map I have ever come across ever. Yes. And that distraction went on a little bit longer than you'd have originally thought. Yes, and thing to say that we are off the rails would imply that we could see the rails from where we end up, and I don't believe that we can. Um, but like Morgan said, the beginning part is a great look into podcasting in general, just, this, just the behind-the-scenes kind of back-and-forth between Morgan and I, who up until that conversation had never spoken a word to each other. So it, hopefully it's a great look. For all of you Patreon Dragons to see kind of what happens behind the scenes and hopefully maybe motivate you to do your own podcast, because that would be awesome as well. Um, I don't know. That's pretty good. I say without further ado, let's go listen to Morgan and I do a little bit of DM spastics. Yes, yes. Uh, Sirenscape is up in Sydney, um, is where Benjamin Looms lives. 
and uh, and I I yeah first ran into him. He was actually sort of he's one of the things that really kicked off the idea because it had been kind of sitting in the back of my head. But in talking to him, whilst at the same time having just recently talked to a friend of mine who is blind, uh, we kind of kicked off the whole idea of oh we could use Sirenscape and we could record it and oh now going in blind exists. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's <laughs> awesome. Here, let me. Start. And sorry, I haven't I haven't turned my camera on because every time I do, it stops taking audio from this thing and starts taking audio from my camera, oh, which is no, that's no good. No, <laughs> no, no worries. Um, what am I? Do you, I sent you a link to the outline? Correct. Yes, yes, you have, and I've got that here. Um, along with some stuff from uh, the forums themselves. Copious notes, I assume. Copious notes. <laughs> so you listen to the DMB? Uh, oh, I do. I do okay. indeed. <laughs> um, got into it uh, episode 20-something. Um, I first discovered it because they were... T- I think Godsfall had retweeted them and they were talking about um, being in a tavern and, uh, well, how not to start in a tavern. And uh, so from then forwards and back, I kind of became a listener. Oh, Although awesome. I haven't heard the latest one. So the last one I heard, um, oh, my brain's not working. It had um, DMnastics at the end. You were talking with um, Magic Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah. Magic, um, hashtag Magic Mark. <laughs> um, about, uh, yes, about um, his Magic the Gathering. Yes. Episodes. And um, I can't remember what the actual episode itself was about. That's bad. That's very naughty of me. Oh, no. Hey, if anybody's going to be okay with that, it's going to be me. (laughs) What one was that? Oh, well, that's awkward. It's more awkward because I did the editing on that. So, (laughs) Uh, but I don't, it's weird. And I, I, you do the editing for going in blind, correct? Define editing. Um, yes, yes, I do. I do do the editing. Um, I sort of, I, I've, we've got a, we're, we're moving hopefully towards better microphones um, in the actual, in the recording in, in the games. Mm-hmm. But for the first couple of games, we recorded with just um, my phone. For the first few sessions, um, and then I got a Zoom H uh, and a Zoom H one and a Zoom H four N. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry, just an H four, and uh, recorded with those. Uh, so yes, is the the long answer to that. I do yeah. do the editing. Okay, because um, so. man, it took a, it took a while to be able to properly disassociate myself from my own voice. Yep. Yeah. No, it, that took me about. Uh, Two years of working in radio, um, just editing and editing, and so now, now, yeah, you know, once once you've played an Irishman and a drag queen talking to one another in a play that then gets broadcast, you you don't really hear your own voice anymore. Uh. <laughs> that's that's going in the podcast. I don't know what won't. <laughs> Okay, could you hear that music? Yeah. All right. (laughs) 
Angel, pick up your cards. Oh dear, Frank. I'm really not sure if I understand the rules of this game. It is such a peculiar game. I, I, I really There's nothing peculiar about it at all. Just pick your cards up, will you? Oh, very well then. Now let me see. Oh, this is interesting. They are such pretty cards. What have you got there? I've got four queens. Oh, and, and this um, joker thingy. I don't believe it, you lucky beginner's luck. This is absurd. Does that mean I win again? Yes. Yes, it does. This is a fascinating game. So I get all the marshmallows. Wonderful, wonderful. I love marshmallows. Yes, Angel. You get all the marshmallows again. So that's that. Well, I mean, there's also, there's there's me, and we didn't mention it, but there's me talking to a crazy cat lady as well that's played by me, which is quite fun. Um, hang on. Who could that be at this hour? Hello! My name's Maud. Evening. What can I do for you? I live just around the corner. I was wondering if you've seen my cat. Mr. Frisky. He's been missing since this morning. I just wondered if maybe you've seen him. I've got a photograph no. of him. No, um, sorry, I haven't seen your cat. Here. Look, look at the photograph. Are you looking? Mr. Frisky, did you say? Yes, Mr. Frisky's his name. He's a lovely cat. As you can see from this photograph, and not an alligator at all. He's very photogenic, isn't he? With his scaly green skin, like all cats have. Ah, uh, right. He's a cute little fellow. I'll keep an eye out for him. If you do see him, let me know. I uh, will. You'd better give me your address in case I find him. I can't remember. Anytime I try to say it out loud, I just forget. But I can write it. I'll write it down for you. Do you have a piece of paper? Yes, I do. Uh, sorry. Here. Here you go. Thank you. Okay. Now here's my address then, apparently. Be sure to let me know if you spot Mr. Frisky. I will be much obliged to you. Okay then. Um, good evening. And a good evening to you. Cheerio. Oh, well. Bizarre. Where was I? But, well, and then the same thing for editing the content with just Chris and Mitch. I completely disassociate myself from it. Like, doing the editing. And I can still listen to the podcast, like, as a fan. Mm. Because I... Because you get so granular and you're like, same thing, same thing, same thing. You're just like, nope, I don't remember any of it now. <laughs> no, because especially when you're editing, you're just, you're not focused on the content. You're, you're focused on, you know, the waveforms in front of you and you can start, do you, do you find yourself recognizing where audible breaths are? Yes, I can tell, um, I could tell when they're going to say, um, without listening yep. to it. Like just, I can, just by seeing it. Yeah. Yep, yeah I'm like, here it comes. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. No, I and, can. Uh, and, and, and you notice some, like, certainly for myself with the podcast, I've noticed a lot of my own weird ticks and uh, vocal things that I stick with. Like I say, you know, a lot. And I, I mean, it doesn't turn up in the podcast because I get rid of most of them, but it turns up just at the table a lot. And I've been able to see how that looks. I can tell when it's coming. Yeah, I've noticed that it's not necessarily consistent for every segment that I do, but there will be something consistent in 
every second I do, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like for yep. some reason at the time, I will just have like a word or a phrase that's the, the phrase of the day. And I'm just like, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> well, awesome. Um, just so you know, I'm not particular. Like I hold no, um, how do I say this? Like death grip on any piece of this. I mean, the fact that my the segment we're doing is based off of the content from the forum of users. I mean, I don't. <laughs> does that make sense? Like, I don't have like any yeah. de- like death grip on it because essentially I'm taking what others have created and giving it to others. I mean, of course, it's filtered filtered through me, and I'm doing the work. But at the end of the day, this is content that's generated by people. So, if you're comfortable with it, if you want to or not, the intro. Totally yours, um, and any any piece of the segment is up for grabs. <laughs> okay. Um, Just so you know, yeah. Rich Howard did terrible at it, <laughs> <laughs> and that is that is going to come out in a couple of weeks. He's like, "Are you going to leave that in?" Oh yes, I have every intention of leaving that in. <laughs> We recorded everything. Yeah, it went well, and then at the end, it just, for some reason, he just fell apart on it. <laughs> oh, that's all right. I fully intend to fall apart on it yes. as well, because I don't have excessive amounts of caffeine and being awake at 5 a.m. to keep me babbling like a crazy person this time around. Nice. Because I think, <laughs> yes, because uh, when, I, when I was recording um, Dungeon Master's Block, um, they were up at a much more reasonable hour of sort of about eight o'clock in the morning, and I mm. I was ten p.m. to about five or something. No, midnight to five it was for me. Ooh. <laughs> Which yes, not not fun, but somewhat of a witching hour where your brain just switches off and you just start blathering. Everything becomes hilarious. <laughs> well, especially when they edited me so kindly. Yes. Well, if it ha- which, which if it, isn't happening here, it's the opposite here. If it makes you feel any better, I I edit them kindly. So <laughs> it does. That does. Yeah, they do. They they're pretty good about the ums, and when they have um some of their guests on, that gets pretty prevalent with people that aren't yes. experienced or not experienced, but haven't done it and haven't heard themselves do it. But Mitch. Talks like a valley girl from California. <laughs> and he says the word like so many times. But like, oh my God. Yes. And I'm just like, hmm. Wonder how some of these can't come out. They're too yeah. they're too close to other words. There's mm. nothing I can do. How do you feel about the setup of the first segment? Do you kind of see what I did there with the um diamnastics itself? We've got welcome back intro because I, I got the email for this on the way home today sprinting down the highway ah. so for this yeah so for- we, we explain the setup and ah yes collaborative storytelling that was it because mm-hmm. um, you took that one thing and just carried it through everyone else so we're just taking it in turns basically reading out these sections yes we can divide it up a little bit more because that last mm. one's a little chunkier than the rest and yes so you say that but the last one there also i'm like 
if I said the first one, hang on, I'm going to work this out. Because if I have to say the first one, you say the second one. Oh, dang then it. And I say the third one, you get stuck with the fourth one. I'm perfectly happy with that. No, okay. Every, everything looks <laughs> good can... from your side. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, we, can, we, can, we can chop it up. Not a problem. And then uh, guest promotion spot. Well. Yeah. You can I talk can about your that. stuff. You're not going to come I can. on. You're What? You can't talk. <laughs> you can't talk about it? I can't. No. No, it, there's, there's, I, I certainly couldn't mention the podcast, not at all. Uh, no, um, I'm no. also going to get rid of that in the front part. I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say um, Morgan Jenkins. I'm not going to say about yep. the podcast or anything. No. In, in fact, any time that I say my name uh, or we refer to me in any kind of way other than a disembodied voice, we just have to get rid of that. Okay, done. Eee! <laughs> just bleep yeah. it out. Yeah. Um, so there's just this there's just this one bit at the beginning where you go, I'm going to try a different voice for this section. <gasps> <laughs> oh my. That's that is tempting. I I have I have been tempted by Oh, that's too funny. Um I was gonna say we can't even have part one going in detail that people might reverse engineer and figure out who's, who's they here. <laughs> they might indeed. Okay. So, um, oh, and so that, that was a question is, um, so each one of these, it's going to be its own, like we go through one and then we'll go through the second one as a different, a separate episode to air at a separate point. Correct. Fantastic. Yeah. So this would be, so this the first one will air um, uh, November 8th and barring any complications, um, the second one will go November 15th. Fantastic. So you do these with a decent amount of uh, runway. Yes. Uh, y- yes. So this ep- this week's episode, if you listen to it, is with Caleb from the RPG Academy. Okay. Next week's is going to be with Sean Ellsworth from Tribality.com. Nice. The week after is another one that I did with Rich Howard. I have another one with Magic Mark, and then yours will, then yours will come up. Awesome. Just checking through. Where am I up to in it? Because I'm I'm so far behind on my podcasts at the moment. Um, yeah, Dungeon Obstacles is the next one. Yes, that I'm up to. If you're a pa- if you're a patron, we just released a bonus episode. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not at the moment. Um, that is that is okay. Not, all of all of all of my funds may have gone into dealing with a, an exploding hard drive that I hadn't backed things up from. So, oh. Yeah, um, which is why there was uh, a, a chunk of time where episodes disappeared. And it was like, next week is this, and then nothing for a month. Oh, man. Um, was, yeah, we just we lost uh, everything, which... Uh, well, except for the original recordings, thankfully. The actual games themselves survived, so I then mm. just had to okay. re-engineer the episodes over the top of that. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like a complete back to square one, but it wasn't far off of it. It was definitely, was... It, at most, it was square two. Yes, it was square two. Um, we'd barely begun playing shoots and ladders. We weren't doing well. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that game. Uh, yeah. Okay. So for this, for the first one, I had what I did is I actually wrote down what you had said in the podcast. Yes. So that's that first piece. Um, that I did the second piece, and then we can just go from there. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a hundred percent sure what how we kind of expand that out a little bit. 
in terms of making more or kind of bringing more ideas to the table with that gymnastics? Well, certainly talking, potentially uh, talking about sort of the different directions they take it in, because there is, um, you know, there are some very different twists that they bring to it each time. So we could, we could sort of read our section and then discuss what they've brought and changed. Okay. Maybe what details they've introduced, because it was detail-oriented. Yes. Side note. And then... <laughs> I, love your, I love your podcast. I, I hadn't said it yet, so I'll say it now. <laughs> thank you very much. I love your section on this podcast and this podcast. Oh, thank you. Uh, um, which, um... Cool. Well, do you, hmm, here's my idea. Okay. I will, I'll start us. Mm-hmm. And then I'll toss it back to you and you can intro yourself. I'll kind of set things up. And then essentially I'll I'll let you say your own words because I'm because it would be weird if it would just be weird <laughs> if I told you to if I read what you wrote and you read what I wrote. It doesn't <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like that idea. <laughs> that would be it would be odd. So then yeah, I think doing the interst like the intercession between each one is a pretty good idea and cool cool then that'll expand us out Mm. so whenever you are ready i i will bring us in okay and then yeah you're recording i am yes yes i've been recording for 21 minutes and 10 seconds i'm recording and (laughs) i'm also recording okay oh yes because you're doing the um the general chat recording and then the yes just you which ends up making it super nice, by the way, because mm. you can just put the Google Hangout in there and then take the isolated tracks and line them up perfectly and then just delete the Google Hangout one. Yeah, makes editing a lot easier. Oh, my gosh. Uh, all right, here we go. Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm DM Neil, and for this DMnastics, it was tied back to episode number 38, Creation and Inspiration 4, Part 1. Going in detailed. And the guest for that episode was Morgan from Going in Blind. And you know what? I think he actually is here. Is he? <gasps> he, <laughs> he is. No, I am. I am. I'm here and I'm not up at 12 o'clock at night this time around. Yes. Which is very, in fact, it's probably closer to you being up at that hour. So we've swapped. It's true. So yeah, things are flipped upside down. He's probably having summer. I'm having winter. It's crazy. That is correct. We just had a 42 degree day in Celsius, which I'm not entirely sure what it is in Fahrenheit, but it's up near 100. I can tell you that much. Uh, add 30 and times 2? So, I don't know. I don't know. How to, it's, that's a lot of math. <laughs> it is. It's a lot of math. And you'd think that I'd be happier with math being a dungeon master, but no. No, math terrifies me. I love it, but it terrifies me. And then before you know it, you're going to tell me something in meters, and I'm not, mm-mm, mm-mm, not, not for me. Why would I do something that horrible? I could certainly tell you how many kilometers I had oh. to travel today. And I will tell you how many miles I traveled. <laughs> so for this DMnastics, it was number 21, and it was titled The Devils in the Details. So what I ended up doing for this one is grabbing a sentence that Morgan had stated in the podcast and kind of used that as a catalyst for the dungeon masters on the forums to keep going with that single sentence of description that Morgan had given and just kind of see where it took us. 
So what we're going to do is kind of read off some of those ideas and, like I said, see where it takes us. Seeing as how Morgan was the one that said it, and then I wrote it, I figured Morgan should probably say what he had said again. <laughs> okay, so let's see if I can give it as much gravitas as I did before. The flow of the countryside around them changes, and the tree lines recede. Then they hear the sound of church bells ahead. Yeah. Now, I'm no, now I have to follow that up. That's... <laughs> All right, so I to kind of kick it off. I was also the one that went second. So I am not going to put that much gravitas on it. That's all there is to it. <laughs> the church bells are clearly audible and are likely only a mile or so away. They ring for longer than simply telling the time, but there's no indication as to why they would ring for that long. So, you know, and just kind of, it's Dungeons and Dragons. It's role playing. Obviously, the situation should escalate. So that was my subtle escalation. But in a lot of ways, I don't know that I said anything besides giving a clearer picture. Well, you have. I mean, that's the, you know, I was quite lucky in that all I had to do was paint the very broad strokes, but you've had to bring in a bit more emphasis on things, whether it be the 1.6 kilometers or so away, uh, <laughs> or, um, sorry, a mile. Uh, oh, or, okay, you know, I'm back. <laughs> I, bl I blacked uh, but, out there for a second. <laughs> but also, yeah, you, you're providing a little bit more of a mystery to it, where there was very little mystery about countryside and trees. I'll let you take the next one that was done by DM Grendel. The rich green countryside surrounding you is dotted with small farms, each barely more than a shed attached to a ramshackle barn. Despite their number and the fast approaching harvest, the fields are empty. A mass of black birds rise out of a nearby field, leaving the ineffective scarecrow to guard the crops. Their raucous calls echo overhead as they begin to circle ominously above you. Things have escalated. I don't know. For me, I like where it's going because it's giving you more detail, but at the same time, it's not giving you too much detail. Mm. There's still so much that you can try and infer in your own mind that I can't envision players not trying to think like, what's next? What's next? What's going to happen? And in terms of being, if you were to think of this travel to the town as a module or adventure in and of itself... You're heading towards the town, you're thinking, oh, the town's where it's going to happen, where everything's going to kick into gear. All of a sudden, we've got crows rising up and we've got them circling around you. Or I'm assuming they're crows. Uh, they're just black birds. They could have been ravens. But, you know, they're circling you and all of a sudden you have a potential encounter on your hands. So you don't know if you're even going to get to the town and find out what the ringing bell is about. And you have this fantastic description of this ineffective scarecrow just sitting in the field and I really enjoy the shed attached to the ramshackle barn because so often when you hear of someone just say oh it's a small farm you just leave that to the imagination so giving those extra couple of details really helped paint that picture of exactly where I'm about to be pecked to death and that's a point that I hadn't even really thought of because where I live farms are common so when you tell me a small farm my immediate assumption is a decent size. I mean, it's probably going to have several hundred head of cattle there. And that's <laughs> small. I mean, just because that's small for the area that I live in. But yes. when you tell me it's a shed attached to a ramshackle barn, 
I no longer assume that, and I can get a much more vivid picture of where I'm going to be pecked to death. <laughs> <laughs> so for the last one, it was done by DM Mad Maxi, and I'll try and gravitas it up a little. <laughs> no, I won't. I'm just going to read it, and whatever happens, happens. As you continue to trudge toward the small farming community, you notice the fields lay empty and flaxen, signaling the passing of autumn and the onset of winter. With each step, the ground makes a loud slurping sound, and your feet grow heavier and damper. The sound of hastened church bells ringing in the distance sounds the alarm. As you quicken your pace through the goopy mud, you smell a heavy and smoky aroma. Then a large, dense, black cloud creeps above the treetops. Your senses combine into a single scene which plays out in your mind. Danger. Forgoing your own personal safety, you charge forward. Things have officially escalated at that point. And going in a very different but interesting direction. The whole time I'm thinking of this, and I think it's actually kind of off of something that you said, and maybe a little bit of, of what we were talking about before we started recording, but this would be an awesome intro to a module. You just have your group of adventurers that are already together and you know, and they're walking through the countryside as adventurers are wont to do. And <laughs> then this scene unfolds in front of them. I would not wish that upon anyone. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. You know, you're just like, hello, welcome to Dungeons and Dragons, where a nice walk through farmland just spells your death in goopy mud. And you're having visions and there's now a black cloud so much is happening here. And I, I love that DM Mad Maxi has brought a time to it as well, because we didn't have that. We just had generic farm. We had generic, well, not generic, but we, we didn't have a time associated with anything. So we didn't have that feel of now we know autumn is passing. We're coming up to winter and the ground is just mud. The tracks that we're on are sodden. And it really changes because prior to this, I was actually, I was almost feeling dust bowl with these desolate, empty farms. I was kind of envisioning, or maybe it's just because I live in Australia, which is one giant dust bowl. But uh, that. <laughs> yesterday, standing on the asphalt and literally my shoes melted into it. So um, uh, courtesy of the heat. So it actually, it became quite goopy. So I, I'm, uh, which is why I keep getting drawn back to goopy mud because I recently experienced goopy <laughs> and that's awesome so i can really sort of feel what the players and what the characters would be going through i don't know where you would go from this uh, and you could go in so many directions you could head to these crows you could have them interact with this dense black cloud so you end up with this evil creepy thing that comes over the treetops and blinds everybody and then you're also getting pecked to death and then you've still got these bells ringing in the distance and getting louder and more what was it hastening church bells ringing in the distance so it's getting more terrified whatever's happening miles and uh, sorry a single mile away but what's happening right around you as well is also terrifying why do i inspire so much terror well, it's not going to get any better uh, <laughs> for the next one. But the uh, the other thing that was interesting to me from the DM perspective is also kind of breaking down what has been said and kind of looking at the mechanical aspect that these present. So, you know, you're talking about that goopy mud. If the blackbirds, be they ravens or crows, who knows? No, they're definitely crows because a group is called a murder. <laughs> no, it's, it's canon. They're crows. But when they attack, disadvantage, difficult terrain for whatever setting that means or what, you know, in what 
that presents to you. So, I mean, with these better descriptions, I think you can do a better job being prepared as a DM to make those hit home in game as well. Oh, so much so. And if you're in something like heavy armor or you're just flat-footed like myself and you're in this goopy mud, you're going to have difficulty moving, whether that's your movement distance halved or whether, like myself, you end up wandering around as if you're in a drunken stupor without being in a drunken stupor because you keep getting stuck and losing a boot. That could just straight up be disadvantage because you're having so much trouble maneuvering through this mud. So I say it's time for you... Morgan, to tell us where we could go hear more awesome and probably terrifying ideas from you. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I love my players and wish them nothing but happy rainbow fluffy kisses. I, I've listened to your podcast and I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So you can find myself or my players, as, uh, as you mentioned, Neil, at a podcast called Going in Blind, where a group of vision-impaired players sit down with me, their DM, and together play Dungeons & Dragons. We're currently playing the 5th edition starter set, Lost Mine of Fandelvers. We're also, uh, we've got a Shadowrun game starting up that will be airing soon with a different group of players, Chris and Rick. And also we have another player joining our main two, Kat and Maddie, who are wonderful and sick and twisted, and I'm fairly certain it's their fault that I am this way. You can find us on Stitcher and iTunes, just going in blind, and also going in blind D&D on Twitter tends to be where I am the most. So you can come torture me there. Awesome. I just want to implore the listeners that if you want to jump in on these conversations, maybe add another piece to what does that black cloud mean? Do the murder of crows murder? Just go ahead and head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net. Try some gymnastics so your players don't ask, do you even lift? I gotta get a pump. That's it. It's good. It hurts. I know it does. That's it. Get it. Ta-da. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Was I all right? Oh, yeah. I can't. I definitely can't read stuff as well as you can. <laughs> I'm just like, as soon as you read the first one, I was like, oh, man, I got to follow this guy up. Oh, see, you, you just tell me to do it in a crap voice. You just, no, read it normally. Just the flow of the countryside around them changes and the tree lines recede. Oh, and then they terrible. hear the Stop sound it. of the no. church bells ahead. No. <laughs> you set your bar too high. Please don't read it like that again. <laughs> the terrifying Australian accent. <sighs> yeah. No, it was, I mean, it was, it was really good. Uh, I feel like I'm not as, have you seen the first idea? Have you gone to the forums and clicked on that? Um, for this, for the next segment, Rorik's Rotating Labyrinth. Rotating Labyrinth. See, I've, I've read through the forums a while ago, but I don't know. Do, do, do. Let's have a look at this. Kind of small, the link he made. I just put it into the chat. Ah, uh, yes. I yeah, like I don't even have words for that for the the. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't have yeah I don't have words for that. Oh, that is ingenious. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. What? Do you, like, what do you do with that? 
Oh, you could do so much. No, no, I mean, like, I, I don't, like, it's just so over the top. Like, it's one of the crazy, it's probably one of the craziest things, the most awesome things I've seen come out of the forums. And, and is it so this his? Is, so this is, yeah, this is Robert's oh, yeah, that's rotating it. lab. Yeah, this is his. And, and I was trying, I couldn't remember if he had linked to it or if it was, yeah. I really liked it. The one, this is one where I went whole hog on it. Yeah, so this is his. That is fantastic. It's like have you have you seen the movie Cube? Yes. Okay. It's like yeah. Cube, but in circles and a dungeon. Yeah. It, it, like the more I look at it, the more I'm slightly agitated that I can't that I can't touch it, and like I wanna, <laughs> like I wanna turn. I wanna know how all of this actually functions. I want to see if bits of it line up properly and how. Yeah, and if they don't, and like do the. You know, so there's the three on the outside. Can those turn independently of the inside? Because it's going underneath it, it seems like. Oh, no, I think I think they only turn when that um, the one in the bottom right-hand corner gets around to them. Oh, then it could swap out. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Just in the same way that the smaller ones inside of those could only turn once it's down there as well. Oh, that is amazing. Oh. My mind, my mind is blown. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that is a thing. Okay, so as far as talking about these, um, it would be reading out this uh, the post that he that that's been put in from a devil was summoned all the way down to, but can they beat them through it? And then discussing mm. the actual dungeon itself. Uh. Mm. No, just because I feel like that's quite a bit of us just reading, which that worked really well for the last one because that was kind of the point. <laughs> but um, for these, usually I the reason I put it there is just in case we I mean, it's easier to not have to flip back and forth from the forum, but yes. more of kind of a summary of that. Also, I'm going to move his to the end because Yes. If it's the beginning, we're not going to go to the other ones. Let's be honest with each other. No, no, we will. We'll keep. We'll keep him for the end, and then talk about it obsessively for hours. I mean, a few yes. moments. It's, this is about to be its own podcast. <laughs> well, considering that, yeah, last time it was supposed to be a single episode, and I talked for so long that we had to turn it into two. Um, that's that's why we ended up with two episodes of. That's awesome. Of, which was just because, you know, we had the the list of going down all the different detail things, and then I just kept thinking of new stuff. Yes, perfectly <laughs> okay. Do you have an idea that you want to come up with, talk about, gave space for it, in case you wanted to? You have idea number four, my idea. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Make nightmare fuel. <laughs> that was the that was the term you guys kept coming up with was nightmare it, well, fuel. Yeah, because we just kept making the ideas more and more terrifying. Yes. Again, I didn't mean to. It's okay. It just happened. <laughs> it does because you're just like, oh, this would be a horrible thing to do to people. These poor unsuspecting humans. <laughs> I haven't I haven't got anything that I can think of off the top of my head. Hmm. Oh, let's have a quick check and see if I've already used this idea. 
did I use this idea in my top ten? Let's have a look. What okay, I don't think I don't think I did, so I think I have another idea. Okay. I'm rereading my idea as if it's a foreign object. Mm. Oh never mind. I remember what I did. <laughs> Trying to decipher your writing, like what was I talking about? <laughs> yes. It's like cave paintings on a wall right now. Oh that's what it is. Okay. I know what I I know what I did. Now I have to figure <laughs> out what someone else did. Uh, let's go with mine, yours, and then the start of our podcast, the Rotating Labyrinth, <laughs> episode one. Okay, so we'll start with three, go to four, and then go to one. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, episode one, the Rotating yes. Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, episode forever, just no other episodes. Uh, I can't. Yeah, I, uh, how does it? How does it work? I can't I, wrap my mind. I, I, I looking at this picture. No, I, 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 I can't physically interpret how I could make that manipulate this. Oh no! See, I think I, I think I've got a decent idea, and I want to just get my hands on it. And so like that's a and, that's and the thing. Sit down and talk to the person that put this together. I know that's the thing, is like I can't be right. This can't just be what it is in front of me because it's so amazing. Like yeah. I'm mad I'm mad that my screen is not letting me turn this right now. <laughs> right? Go, go. Ah. Oh, would... Just just put your hand on it and spin. Yeah. It, oh. Like especially after having rolled a twenty sided die. Well, and, and then you, looking at your players in the eye and just being like, oh, I'm going to do this now. While turning it, just looking him <laughs> dead in the eye and turning it. <laughs> the, I think the thing, well, you know, let's stop. Let's stop. And then we'll, yep. sta- we'll start. Save it. We'll start again when we start again. How about, do you want, do you want to do the tagline intro? Oh, I can do the tagline intro. Sweet. I can do it in my Australian accent. No, no. <laughs> I would never, never, you can, never. You can do your best American accent, whatever you're Ooh. feeling. My best American accent. Because then you have to determine which part of America you're going to dis- do the accent for. I have the we. I have, I live, I've lived in California for so long that my accent is pronunciation. And that's weird. So if you go to other parts of the United States, I have an accent. But I feel like my accent is just pronouncing all the letters. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I have a very similar problem in that a lot of Australians go, oh, are you from England? No, no, I'm not. I'm not from England. People mm. from England know that I'm from Australia, but for some reason, you know, Australians just... They're like, oh, you've got an accent. I'm like, I don't. I just don't sound like I'm trying to eat a sock. <laughs> yes. A common delicacy in Australia, mm. I've heard. Oh, yes, yes. Well, because because down here, because it's so hot, they're, they're just hard and crunchy, you know. Oh. So they're just like biscuits or cookies. <gasps> Sorry, cookies. They're like cookies. Good. I, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was definitely thinking of the wrong biscuit after you said it. So, <laughs> where did you go? No, no. When you said biscuit, I was like, 
that doesn't make sense why it would be like a, a, a fluffy biscuit like with gravy oh he means he means a cookie oh that silly man from down there doesn't uh, understand what words are he's living like a day and a half in the future he's got a whole different season the toilet goes the other way nothing i don't understand that is anything. not true the toilet thing, I can tell you right now, is not true. No, I've always wondered like, I like how that perpetuated. Yeah, because like, the Coriolis effect doesn't actually affect um, water running in the bowl from the cistern because it's just how the cistern shoots it out. Yeah, no, that, so well, no, that's what I mean. Like, I don't get how it became a thing. No, it was it was a yeah misinterpretation of the Coriolis effect. Yeah. Is my understanding of it. Not that I know what that is. I have not looked that up. I've just heard that that's what they were saying it was. And I went, well, that's just wrong. So I don't need to look into this further. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to market Australian toilets here in America. And it's just going to shoot the water the other way. People have done that. People have built toilets that send the water spinning in the other direction because it's what was expected of toilets from, from elsewhere. Oh. Okay, nope. I'm confused how the whole. Yep, nope. I'm confused why it's still a thing. <laughs> I'm over. I'm over it. I'm out. <laughs> You're done. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Right. Shall we? Shall we kick this thing in the shoe? Yes. You, you, sir, are the shoe kicker. <clears throat> Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I am Morgan Jenkins, and I. Which, oh. No, that's all right. I was just going to say, which is very strange for me to be saying that on somebody else's podcast. So with me is the person that should have been introducing. I'm DM Neil, a.k.a. Joke Maniac. <laughs> hey, anybody that wants to come in the gym, they can take it over. It's totally okay with me. So for this one, as we all know, Morgan is more than willing to do another set here in the gym. He did not lift enough. So we're having him lift again. I've got the kettlebells, um, or as they've uh, they've got this little label here that says kobold bells, and I've been lifting them quite. A, it's quite a workout. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to put these down and just chat to you for a bit. Okay, I like it. You definitely purchased the 100 pounds ones that look like a gorilla heads. That's a thing. <laughs> look it up. So for this one with DMnastics number 22, desire to inspire slash make nightmare fuel. The term Nightmare Fuel came from episode number 39, Creation and Inspiration 4, Part 2, Mimic in a Bottle, and Top 10s. Still, every time I read that, I think, message in a bottle from the police, and it just starts playing in my head. Oh, yes. No, it, except uh, with the, the word substitution. So I'm just sitting there going, Mimic in a Bottle. Oh, my gosh. Then, then I immediately think of how, how terrible that is. <laughs> Speaking of Nightmare Fuel. You're just like, oh no! I've been I've been out adventuring forever. All I could use is a nice frosty bottle of X, and then you start drinking, <laughs> and then it I it just takes over your tongue, goes right down your throat, oh. mimicking a bottle. Terrible. <sighs> well, we started off with that gym. So the idea for this forum was kind of to get the people on the forum to come up with their own ideas and kind of co- collaboratively make our own nightmare fuel top ten. One of mine, or the one that I came up with, essentially the adventure starts out with the very classic farmers in danger. Please come help me. Goblins, hobgoblins, orcs, kobolds, whatever you want. Kind of low-key, lower-end monster 
is attacking our farm. So adventure set out and this would probably be tailored to a little bit higher level campaign but they just set out and they know something's got to be up because they shouldn't just be fighting goblins or orcs they're much more overpowered than that have the party roll perception and the first one's pretty low they look up and there's an asteroid coming down to hit near the party how near it is dm discretion but give another perception check that's not an asteroid that's humanoid shape that doesn't make sense it's gigantic do another perception check what is what is a noise it's laughter because essentially what is falling out of the sky is a dead god and what's <laughs> on top of it is demons that's the <laughs> laughter that you hear so impact boom you know just like that cacophonous gigantic sonic wave and then it rolls into the players, knocks them out, and they wake up. And you could kind of start a post-apocalyptic style campaign area from there. Because, like I said, you have the body of a dead god that was ridden down one with demons on its back. <laughs> so, that's my idea. That is fantastic. Yeah. It took me a while. Because I was like, I had a very vague concept. And I had posted something on the forums that I just didn't really, I wasn't happy with. So then I worked it some more, and that's kind of what I came up with, was that, oh gosh, how scary would that be? Because you're just like, oh man, these orcs have no idea what's coming. Oh no. So, I believe that, Morgan, you have an idea to add nightmare fuel <laughs> to the nightmare machine. I do, and it's actually, it's from a nightmare that I had. And the nightmare that I had is a little bit different from the idea because the idea combines my nightmare with one of my favourite traps that I've ever come across. It's not my trap, but it is a favourite trap of mine. And I will explain first the trap and then I will explain the nightmare. So the trap is a room in a dungeon where the players walk through the door and they find themselves in a square room. There's a small set of stone steps leading down into this black liquid. And on the other side of the room, they see another set of stone steps, another archway, another doorway, and it's just a very simple room, one entrance, one exit, and there's a torch hanging up the top, and there is this black liquid underneath. On closer inspection, the liquid is oil, and once all the players enter the room, the trap is sprung, the doors slam shut either end, and then the torch hanging on a chain, starts to just lower slowly over time down into the oil. The trick of the trap is that the torch is an ever-burning torch and doesn't actually light the oil on fire. And all that happens is once it ticks all the way down and submerges in the oil, at the top of that chain there's a click, it retracts into the ceiling and the door's open. So all the party has to do is wait and they will be fine. However, if like my friend Nick, hashtag uh, Nick, decides to, in one of the first games that we ever played, uh, the players went a little bit crazy and they started trying to shoot arrows into the flyer, which set those arrows on fire, and that fire could light the oil. And people tried to urinate to put the torch out, and people eventually just gave up and started trying to use a flint and tinder to set themselves on fire. It was very dark and very terrifying, and thankfully I kind of had to speed up the winch, otherwise they would have just total party killed themselves. So do be careful with this one if you're playing with a group of crazy people like I did. 
because uh, it could end the adventure quickly. But as it is, it just puts them in a claustrophobic situation that they can't escape from, except that they don't need to, they just have to wait. I'm, I'm just so happy over here. This is the best idea it's, it's, ever. Because it's one of my favorites. It's amazing. Yeah. And again, it's not mine, but it is one of my favorites. And so combining that with my nightmare, which in my nightmare, it was basically, if you've seen Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, drinking from the chalice and then rapidly aging. My nightmare involved a pet of mine rapidly aging in front of my eyes and me not being able to do anything. So it's like that super sad episode of oh, the, no. where you get to watch the one that they had to fix in the movie because everyone was so angry at them. So and they could have just left it. They could have just left it at he had a good life, but no, they had to show us that he sat there and waited, and now we're sad. And um, and so what you can do is take that idea while the players are in this room, either individually in each their own rooms or together in this room, you have them see something from back home, someone or something precious to them, possibly on the other side of a door that they can't reach through, turning that second door from, say, stone to unbreakable glass, or just have it in the room as they're slowly going insane, have these visions appear to them of their loved one, the one that they cherish, slowly, but not too slowly, aging in front of their eyes, and then dying. And so add that terrifying nightmare-inducing madness to what is already a really nasty trap that's just mean. And combining those two things together and having the despair of loved ones dying commingling with the despair of soon you'll be dying, except you're then not, and then you're just left sitting there in a puddle of black oil wondering what to do and feeling despondent and lost. So that's my idea. The only thing I... The couple of things I could think of with that is that one... No one's going to try and detect magic on what appears to be a completely normal torch. The likelihood that they're going to figure it out, super low, in my opinion. The other thing is, especially your group, that it sounds like there's going to already be bodies in the, the pool of oil. And then to add in your nightmare, I was thinking they could see those things happen in the reflections of the pool of oh, oil. Fantastic. Almost like a, a Lord of the Rings Dead Marshes type thing. I love it. Oh, I'm going to use that trap again, except worse. If any of the players that experienced that trap happen to listen to this, I am sorry. <laughs> so for our other idea that came off of the forums and what would Morgan and I have decided will kick off our own podcast is an idea from Rorik, and it's a rotating labyrinth. Oh, it's amazing. It- I I don't know where I don't know where to start because I don't know where it'll end. If I've said it, you know, we've said it every week on Diamnastics to implore the listeners to go check things out on the forums. I, I don't know what a word is that is above implore. I beg, <laughs> I guess. You have to go check this out. Like, you need to go to Rorik's post and you need to see his rotating labyrinth. It will quite literally blow your mind. It just brain matter all over the wall. It will be nightmare fuel in and of itself. I mean, this thing, I mean, to start with, the forums are fantastic and really dungeonmastersblock.freeforums.net. If you can go to them already, one of my one of my top tens from my original appearance on the podcast I got from a game I played and 
on the forums, I found out that I'm pretty sure he was lying when he said he didn't. My dungeon master lifted the idea from somewhere else. I've oh, said it right. going, here's a really cool idea that I like from a game I played. And someone's gone, uh, actually, that's from this thing over here. And so just from that idea of this wealth of knowledge and community that really is fantastic on the forums, get involved. I have and will continue to do so. I haven't set up an account yet, but I, I like lurking on there and reading. But as far as this... Oh, don't, don't worry. You're not alone <laughs> not with what you just said. And it, it's interesting and totally cool. I mean, it's awesome that people are looking at the forums at all and people that don't want to jump all the way in, perfectly okay. But it's interesting because the forum shows you how many guests have been there in the past day? And I don't know that there's a day gone by that there aren't notably more guests than there are active users <laughs> or even user accounts on the forum. There was one point where we almost hit over like several hundred guests. And there's only like a hundred registered wow. users on the forum itself. And one of the other things that was fantastic yeah. about it is you also don't have to become a registered user to post. That being said... I'm planning on doing it. I strongly suggest anyone else that wants to do it, but you don't have to because a lot of other forums are like, no, you have to become a user to post and that gets all bogged down in craziness. Here, you don't have to. If you really feel like you need to jump on like I did and say, uh, I may have taken that from a game we played and now everything has gone strange and I've gotten back in touch with that DM and all the madness that ensued, and you can read about it on the forums, you can do that. You can jump on and post, and that's fine. But also, being part of this community means you get to see something like this rotating labyrinth, which is a square of graph paper with a number of circles on it, cut into it from the looks of things, and then within that circle, there are other circles, and then circles that intersect with that circle. And so... I don't know what the premise behind this is. I think something to do with a, a wizard and a devil. You can read it on the forums. But if your players were to be on this thing, inside this thing, you would not be able to get out. It is a labyrinth of just terrifying proportions with these circles within circles that then can rotate independent of each other or together. And I would get lost. I don't know how to... I really, really want to put my players in this thing. Again, I don't know that I have had a more, a larger love-hate relationship with a picture on my screen than this one right now, because it's so great, but at the same time, I can't turn it, and it aggravates me to no <laughs> end that I can't manipulate this to just get a really good grasp. So the basis behind it, super fast, just to kind of, I mean, because it, it helps flush it out a little bit more. Wizards, as they as they do, summon a devil too great in power for them to control. Devil gets out, summons an army. Good guys stop it. Put him inside this super amazing, awesome rotating labyrinth to keep him there. And they make it so he can't summon an army. Eventually, he starts summoning things while inside this maze. Players need to go in, kill the devil. I could just, and, you know, and so the kind of basis of this was nightmare fuel. I could see this being, you know, in a place that people go in and they never come back out. I mean, because they get lost, they get turned, they get turned around. They literally can get turned around. <laughs> like that is the most likely thing that will happen to them is they quite literally get turned around. Just the idea of walking down a, a corridor 
or, you know, having one of your players stop and tie their shoelaces and then stand up and everything's changed around them and they can't see anyone else and now there's a creature in front of them. It would be so fantastic and terrible. It's like, I don't know if your listeners have seen the movie Cube, which is a fantastic film. The sequels, uh, Hypercube and Cube Zero, are terrible, but the movie Cube is fantastic and David Hewlett's in it. It's great. But it's also this fantastic labyrinthian moving prison, and but with squares instead of, well, with cubes instead of circles. And it really, it brings to mind that. It's that, but on graph paper for D&D, it's, I still, I don't have the words. there Because there are all these different corridors yep. and rooms, and you have diamond rooms and hexagonal rooms and circular rooms and some kind of main chamber. But the whole thing rotates in multiple ways, in multiple areas, and I couldn't get out of it. I don't know where they... Yeah, I don't even know where a person starts in this maze, but I don't... I mean, I don't care. You could start me anywhere. But like you said, you could have your player turn around, turn back, party split. Who knows what's in front of them? Where does that corridor actually lead now? The other thing that... And it's it's kind of a more subtle piece of the picture, but something that really stands out to me is that this has been used. And that was, that's what makes me the happiest about this picture is that you can see that this has actually been at a table. Players have actually had to go through this because the, the edges of the circles are a little bit crumpled because they've been turned and graph paper is not the strongest thing. But I think that's the thing that makes me the happiest about looking at this is that some poor players have had to like tough this guy out and try and get to that devil. <laughs> you know, there are a couple him. of smudges just on the left-hand side there that really... I'm fairly certain are just um, player tears having smudged the graph paper there. It's <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's so fantastic, and just the sheer engineering ingenuity that all of these pieces line up in such a way that if you were to then rotate these individual things, certainly the main central piece, you rotate that ninety degrees in any direction, and you keep rotating. It will, so long as it's ninety degrees, ninety degrees, ninety degrees, it lines up each time and I can't help but imagine that all of these individual circles and then the sections that interact with those circles would have the same attributes and they too would be able to rotate uh, either 180 degrees for those corner pieces or 90 degrees for the smaller ones and still be able to line up perfectly with those other corridors so it's not like you're going to rotate it and hit some kind of weird dead end that wasn't designed no this entire thing is designed to perfection and it is amazing and i want to hug it and put it on my wall you're right like i looked at it right now i really like i did a hard look and you're a hundred percent right you could rotate the entire giant middle piece and it will line up every 90 degrees perfectly uh rory if you're listening to this come to australia bring your dming skills and your graph paper we have a place at the table for you. Yeah, I think you have a place at any <laughs> table you want. My, mine included. There, and then so I was reading a little bit more, and there also, not to make it, I mean, of course, to make it even more amazing, there are also keys inside here that you need to open doors. Oh, no. So you're going to, yeah. Oh, and a uh-huh. helmet that so makes the wearer need... aware of the motion. So you know when you're moving or not. Oh, so you wouldn't know if you were moving before then. Oh, no. Oh. oh, no. Yep. On episode two of the Rotating Labyrinth, <laughs> Morgan and I 
Oh my gosh. Oh, and there's a 3D model of it. Oh, does that move? Where? Down the bottom. Where? Uh, crowdsource results. Apparently, someone in the comments has made a 3D model. Christopher Mathiau drew up a 3D model in SketchUp. Bruh. Oh my gosh. Oh, this is amazing. For episode three of the Rotating <laughs> Labyrinth, Morgan and I... We have built a scale model, oh and I now live in it. <gasps> I can see the 3D model. This is the kind of thing that you get if you come join us on the forums. Yeah, I don't... I don't even. Okay, it, at this point, I feel like we're going to go ahead and beg the listeners to head to the forums at dungeonmastersblock.freeforums.net and check this out. Yeah. It's you really need to. It's one of the coolest things I think I've seen in a very in a very very long time. I don't I don't know I, what I else don't. to say. I don't have the words. So just head over there and try some gymnastics. So your players don't ask, do you even lift? I gotta get a pump. That's it. It's good. It hurts. I know it does. That's it. Get it. We're done. I can't. I can't think no. anymore. Is, is there a is there a manipulative? Can you manipulate a three D model? I, I'm sure you can um, if you have the right program. I think they were saying, where is it? In SketchUp. Yeah, if, if, you, if you have, he made it in SketchUp, but if you go to Stuart Templeton, implemented the dungeon in Unity, allowing walkthroughs. It, it, did it say Click that? that? Did it say the first page? Uh, no, that's, 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 on the, that's in the 3D model page. Sorry, Chrome can't run this. Well, I don't like Chrome. Try using another browser. Sure, not a problem. I can do that. <laughs> I just envision swearing off all other browsers because of how offended we are <laughs> by the fact that you didn't let me see this. You're done, Google. I'm breaking my Android phone in half. <laughs> Where did... I still can't see... Okay, so you're... so are you, are you on the... Basically, uh, where is it? Uh, down the bottom of the page of the of the um of the paper one it uh-huh. says um update uh some Crowdsour- great folks have made it crowdsource resource you click that yeah and then um about halfway down it says you can access the game here and then there's a link and i think that oh, okay. link takes you i'm just trying it now on um <laughs> on firefox to see if it'll work here we go Will you work on Firefox? Unity web player install now. Fine, I'll install it. I want to see this thing. <laughs> I don't care. You give me pops up, pop-ups. You can put a <laughs> keylogger on here. Do what you will. Give me my map. Give me. Yes, I agree to anything, to everything. Finish. Go. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right, it's loading. Something's loading. It's halfway through loading. <laughs> so how do you feel about that episode i feel it's good uh i feel like we i don't know how the last part's going to be taken because we it's really just me and you going <laughs> no i think i think yeah, it's good I, I, I think that you will know because there was definitely enough strong content at the front with my idea and yours and then us just nerding um out over this map which I Okay, I, I, I don't know if anything rotates, but I am walking around the maze right now. Trust? I implicitly trust whatever you ask me. 
I don't even know what I don't even I honestly don't know what the other option is. <gasps> I have a torch. I yeah. What is happening? And I'm, I'm walking around the maze. I really one. Re- I I hope there is a way to make this rotate. I don't know that there is, but I feel like we need to get in touch with this person and make it rotate. I'm still recording, so I'm going to put this in for later posterity that can be used at any point. Um, oh. The person who made this 3D model that I'm currently walking through of this, uh, so Stuart Templeton, if you're listening, he's created the dungeon in Unity. There's a 3D walkthrough. Anyone that knows Unity or how to do it, or even Stuart himself, please, pretty please, pretty pretty please, make it rotatable. Oh my God, it's so gorgeous. It's just, it's great. It's, I need this. Uh... I have a torch. <laughs> I don't. I don't even. I could just walk <laughs> around for days. Yeah, like there is nothing in here, and yet. No. Literally, like, Morgan oh, and I oh, have oh, I both need... sworn off of all Google products because Chrome didn't immediately give this to me. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can follow the map. Where am I? I don't know where I am in this. Oh, no, there's no way. How would you know? I don't know. <laughs> Especially if it can rotate. How would you? How would you know if it rotated or not? I mean, we'd have to talk to Stuart. We would. On episode four, Rotating the <laughs> Labyrinth. <laughs> we talked to Stuart. Oh no! Before you, <laughs> we've already we're already four episodes in, Morgan. I feel like we have to at this point. I, I, yeah, I think we've got something good going on here. It might be short. Okay, I can see where a rotation point is. I can see <gasps> the cut in the wall and the ground. I can see it. I can see where it would do it, but oh. I can't see if it's rotated or not. But it has the possibility to rotate. The- <laughs> The best I did was find another torch. I'm not doing as well as you are, but I'm still having a great time. <laughs> that's oh, what I, now, and that's what I was looking for the whole time. I assumed it was a thing that would show up is that there would be uh you could tell. You can see it in the ground? You can see it in the ground and on the walls at one point. I just I just I just saw it. But I haven't seen any movement. Oh, I'm back in this I'm back at the bottom. I'm at the I'm at the bottom of the map. There is a torch on the wall, and I'm in the central chamber at the bottom. You, you know, I'm not going to lie. And I know it's not a thing, and I know we wouldn't find each other, but I feel like that's a thing that could happen. <laughs> Somehow, some way, I'm just going to stumble onto another floating torch. And it's going to be you and your floating <laughs> torch. Well, that's the madness of this, is you could have people in this maze and never see each other. And you can run it, um, he was uh, saying, Rorik was saying uh, near the bottom of his post, you can run it um, with just random dice rolls determining how and where things move. This is amazing. On The Rotating Dungeon, Episode 4. Ooh, ooh, I found the wall again. We're on episode five. We're on episode five now. On episode 79. (laughs) Yes, we're still in the dungeon. Oh, okay, there's another break. Is there a key that makes it rotate? I wonder. Ooh, I Starts just found mashing like random keys. A super long hallway I just ran down. I feel like I'm gonna find something eventually. I know I'm not, <laughs> and I know I'm not, but Oh. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I just came to a point where there's like three directions I could go and I Ooh. I'm just staring at them. <laughs> this is impressive. 
Let's see. Well, here we go. This will tell me everything. Can I find my way back to here? Yes. Okay, so I'm in this room. So, following the map, if I go... Wait, what? All right, following this version of the map. Wait, that doesn't make sense either. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. What have you found? No. What you just said. Quote, I'm following this version of the map. What if the picture doesn't line up with what's in the 3D model? My head just exploded. Okay, so I started over by <laughs> by hitting refresh. <laughs> and the assumption... Are we making the assumption that we're starting in the beginning room? Right? We'd the, have to be, right? The big... It, it's the only one that's the right shape. The bo- Yeah, the bottom room where there's mm. doors. There's no other way in. Apparently... His model has perfect circles and even corrects some of the errors I made in my original paper copy. So, so some errors have been corrected. So I'm, I'm looking at the, the 3D model. Okay, so if I go this way. Oh, I, oh my gosh, I can jump. Left. How can I interact with this That's more? a dead end. Oh, I see. That's a dead Yes, spacebar jumps. That's a dead end. And then I go this way, ignoring that bit. And then oh. there's a break. I see it. Good. Okay. Okay. So which is, let which is the tiny circle. On episode six of rotating the rotating labyrinth, I think the secret doors are actually here in that first room. The is this the square room? The very first yes, room. This is the square room. Okay. I mean, I mean, not a square room. I'm uh, just sort of top right, um, about halfway up. In or a quarter of the way up, um, I'm about to leave the first circle. Okay, but um, so yeah, the secret the secret doors in the very first room that you start in. I think they're there. Because the wall doesn't line up perfectly, where the secret door would be. Uh, yeah. Wall doesn't line up perfectly. So, so I'm pushing all the keys. Open the door. I know. I was trying to find a way, like E or something. Um, wait, crap. Where am I? Okay, this way. This works. And then, and then straight up. Ignore that one. Keep going. Oh, keep going. And then left down here, into this bit. Oh, ah, uh, no. What? Why is that a different... Why is there floor tile on the wall? Okay. Uh-oh. That's... There's a, a completely different type of tile on the floor now in that section. <gasps> I'm going away from it. I don't think it's rotated. I don't think it rotated. Something. But it's... Oh, it's a door. It's a hidden super... Ah! Let me into there. Let me in through... The wall into that room. I know the room is there. I can see it on the map. I'm I'm outside the hexagonal room at the top. Oh, okay. See the fake wall and floor. Interesting. In front of this hexagonal, assuming the hexagonal room is there and it hasn't spun around. Oh, oh, has it spun around? Oh my gosh. 
Secret doors and whatnot. Ah. What are the dotted lines? Is it just a place where a wall is shared? Yeah. Okay. On episode seven of The Rotating <laughs> Labyrinth, Neil Oh and, yes Neil and Morgan have lost their jobs. Please support our Patreon. <laughs> Did you go to work today? No. <laughs> I was in the maze. It's so much more compelling when I'm following the maze. Mm. When you can see it. Okay, he's got a description of how he would build one out of cardboard if he were to do it again. He's working on a 3D printable prototype for Kickstarter, but he hasn't done it yet. And he has a PDF with instructions on how to run it. I got to where the hexagonal room should be, but I also can't get in there. Where did you see that information that you were relaying? Where is it? Uh, Just above where we, on his original post, just above where crowdsource results is, that uh, section that says, would you like to run it? How do you like this dungeon? Would you like to run it? And then there are pictures of how he's cut it out and put it back together. Building and running your own. Is that, yeah, that's the one you were talking about. Mm, yep. And then he's got um, the second blue link down there was PDF containing instructions for how he ran it. Am I still recording? Oh, yeah. No, I am. <laughs> Whoops. What are you? Uh, oh, gosh. I am too on both things. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed, I'm like, oh, an hour and 30 into it, and how much of that is just us playing this bloody 3D maze? Don't don't talk about it. (laughs) All right, I'm going to officially stop recording (laughs) now. So that was... Well, you know exactly what that was. You just listened to it. That was madness. Pure, unadulterated madness. Yes. Courtesy of myself and DM Neil. Yeah, and as you uh, heard, Morgan and I have sworn off all products that are from Google. Uh, I did indeed snap my uh, my Android phone in half. I now own an iPhone. I will only use Safari, and I, I refuse to use Google Maps. I am going back to MapQuest and printing everything out. Okay, all, all of that was a lie, but at the time I felt like I was it was pretty... Pretty dead set on swearing off of Google. Because they didn't support our dream house. No. How dare they stand in the way of us living inside this magnificent... I'm looking at it again. I've got it back up. And it's still just so delicious. I have a torch. (laughs) Ah, so, yes... Um, that was DM Nastics Extraordinaire, DM Spastics, uh, yes. whatever you want to call it. I still it. can't get over the point where I was looking at a wall, realized that it was a different slightly bit of wall, and just started literally bouncing up and down, going, "Oh, oh, it's a different wall. I'm like, what are you? What kind of creature are you that you're excited by walls? I swear I stood in front of that entrance area <laughs> for the secret door that I knew was there because I could see yes. the map and just mashing every key on the keyboard, <laughs> hoping beyond hope that it would open up. But I uh, just want to go ahead and thank the Patreon 
members, uh, Patreon Dragons, and hopefully you guys enjoyed this special Diamnastics as much as Morgan and I enjoyed creating it for you guys. So, not that we knew it at the time. No, yeah, true. Not that we had any idea that this is what would end up happening to it, but. If you want to get involved in more of the DMnastics, just head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net, try some DMnastics. So your players don't ask, do you even lift? I gotta get a pump. That's it. It's good. It hurts. I know it does. That's it. Get it. Well, there it was in all of its madness, as Morgan Jenkins would say. And I just want to go ahead and thank the patreon dragons again for helping support us here at the block party podcast network and dmnastics and another special shout out to jim moreno for giving us the awesome shout out at geek and sundry and if you're interested in becoming a patreon dragon and getting content potentially like this if you think it's cool you could tell us to make more you can check that out in the show notes and come help support us and to fly through the forums like no other but with that Remember, do DMnastics so your players don't ask, do you even lift? Oh, I could barely lift my right arm because I did so many. I don't know if you heard me counting, I did over a thousand. Just watch out for the guns. They'll get you. <laughs> DMnastics. Because I haven't made enough people cry from nightmare fuel. DMnastics. A place where squatting your glutes into a lift means just as much as anywhere else. DMnastics. Where we keep rolling D20s until your brain biceps are sore. Diamnastics. Eventually, the rush of endorphins makes you enjoy this. Like sports or addictive substances. I'm Morgan Jenkins from the Going In Blind podcast. And Diamnastics is my favourite shop on the Citadel. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. <laughs>